Welcome back to a new episode of Express Yourself, a podcast talking to gamers about their mental health stories, looking to um, try to destigmatize the topic and encourage people to talk more, but also to look for good habits to help us improve our own mental health. So today is a very special day, guys. We get to welcome back everyone's favorite Aussie dad streamer, musician, and Crash Bandicoot nerd, El Farco. Welcome. Thank you for, for bringing me back, the long-awaited sequel. It was funny, the, um, the, after the first one came out, I actually had a few people who I didn't expect to be listening to the podcast, like family members and um, people who I went to school with just randomly listened to it and were like, so when's the second part that you guys mention? <laughs> like coming out I'm like I don't know he's got a whole season so we'll, we'll see <laughs> so it's good it's good to be back that's awesome yeah so um we obviously finished the end of the, the the last time we spoke it was kind of like yeah we could carry on going for longer but um let's do this in a in a second iteration so yeah here we are you actually reached out to me again recently just saying look I've got I've got a few things that have been coming up and I just want to talk about it on on the podcast so i was yeah i'm very grateful that you want to share these things here and um yeah let, let's kick off shall we yeah well essentially since since the last one uh because well last last podcast we we spoke kind of about how i have a role to yeah. play as a supportive character in um, other people's mental health battles. Um, but we didn't actually talk about the mental health battles, which was what I kind of wanted to do on the next one. But adding to that, since the last time record, we recorded, um, there's just been a lot of, a lot of down, uh, down slopes that have gone on, which has really like, affected my streaming schedule altogether. So it's kind of like I, I wanted to be back on the podcast, not only to continue where we where we spoke um, last time, but I also wanted to kind of update my own community with what's going on. Because uh, the main thing that I want to put across is I I never lie to my community. I never lie to um, anyone if I can avoid it. So. Um, a lot of the time people have been coming in recently and we spoke about this last time where um, there's that stigma when someone asks how you are, it's just part of the greeting, like, hey man, how's it going? Um, and you just respond that you're doing good or you're doing fine without actually feeling that way. And so I've kind of been making the point that when people ask me, I answer honestly and say, no, I haven't been good. Um, to be completely honest, but if I'm streaming, I say like, I'm not doing good, but I'm doing good right now. Like in this very moment, I'm okay kind of deal. Like I try and swing it. So it's like the stream's going well, come and, come and be part of the chat. You know, I'm not going to down, like I'm not going to ruin your day by complaining about my issues on stream, but yeah, I'm not okay. Cause you know, whenever, especially when it's a regular kind of person, like, cause they, genuinely care and want to know if uh if you're doing well yeah. so 
that's kind of just been where I've been lately, just trying to talk about it. But also it's just been very difficult for me to uh, kind of approach. So yeah, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think like I, uh, I thought about this for days, how, how I was going to start this conversation and all the things I need to talk about. And now that we're in the moment, I can't, I can't think of how to start it. Um, should, should we should we just quickly recap on like you, you mentioned it one of the things we talked about is kind of like yeah um when someone asks if you're okay then a lot of people tend to just give a generic response which is yeah i'm good and a lot of the time the, the question is also quite um it's not meant in a in a in necessarily a sincere way it's just like a greeting so um I've I've also since our conversation I've also tried to be more honest with my community when they come in and say how are you doing I try and be more open and share like how I'm how I am in 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 the moment which is not always positive it's something that I used to put all out there all the time yeah I'm doing great I'm doing but our conversation made me recognize that actually it's it's good to be honest with yourself as much as honest with other people, because then you can acknowledge these, these feelings. Um, and I think yeah, that was, exactly. that, that was a really important, um, conversation we had and I, and, and I really enjoyed that and took it to heart. The other thing we talked about and we touched on, we didn't go into in much detail was kind of your support role, um, specifically when it comes to, um, your wife's mental illnesses, the OCD, PTSD and anxiety. Um, and just talked about kind of how it's important to put yourself first and make sure you're feeling good in order to fully support your partner or whoever it is that you need to give your all to in order to help them feel feel good as well. So it sounds like we're now at a point where you're not in a, a great space and it's important for you to, and you see that it's important for you to acknowledge that in order to, again, be able to support your wife in the way that you need to um support her so yeah like i don't know i don't know if that's helped you kind of come to a starting point but i think it's important just to acknowledge everything that we talked through before yeah yeah that's definitely um it's definitely a good way to kind of kick it off um one of the things i do want to talk about is is I wanted to get into Erin's, uh, my wife, her mental health issues and what she has. So Erin um, and I have been together since we were 17 years old. We're turning 26 this year. So, um, you know, it's been, it's been a long time and I've kind of been accustomed to the habits that she kind of forms around her, um, specifically her OCD. It, it was kind of weird for me at first because there's kind of like a, a stigma about OCD where people use it more uh, as like something very common and something that you can kind of joke about. Like the volume's not on a multiple of 10. Oh, it's at, it's at 49. I need to turn it that one extra percent and otherwise it's going to drive me crazy. You know, like that's the kind of common opinion that people have over, oh, that's going to drive me crazy. But someone who actually has like an OCD um, diagnose, uh, diagnosis, 
it's really strange. Aaron's the second person that I've met that has it. One of my oldest mates that I've known since I was like eight years old also has it. And it's it's hugely just responsible for so many uh, missed moments of their lives where they don't get to be a part of things because sometimes they can't leave the house because things aren't a certain way. And it's really interesting to see um, some of the triggers and then how people can get better and overcome it. But a lot of people just don't take it seriously. You just say like, oh, I've got OCD and they go, oh, so you can't, you know, things have to be even kind of deal. Mm. But for Aaron, it was it was next level for me to see. Um, you know, when, when I was studying on campus, uh, you know, we would stay at each other's places. We weren't living together at that point. And one of her triggers is um, like bed sheets. Like if they if she doesn't get them to a point where they're perfect, perfectly flat, she actually like goes into a full like panic attack kind of deal. And I can't touch it. I can't do the sheets because otherwise I've done something that she hasn't seen for herself and it's potentially wrong. And she just thinks on it. And there's been times where like she's going into these panic states and I've been awake 3.34 in the morning. Like we've just stayed up all night just trying to calm her down to a point where she could lay on the sheets, but she can't do it. She can't lay on the bed until she's got it perfect. And if she ever gets to that point, it's, you know, sometimes it's, it's even turned uh, into self-harm where we'll be like standing over the bed and just out of nowhere, she'll just like punch the side of her head. She'll just like, just straight up, just start hitting herself. And I'd, I've come to kind of learn that that's something that she was doing. And, I, you know, I was able to go, oh, she's about to do it. And I can, I can stop her from doing it. Like I can give her a hug and calm her down and be like, and that also prevents her from doing it just because my arms are over her shoulders. So she can't actually lift her hands to do things. So, you know, like it was, it was sudden and it was aggressive um, for a long time she hasn't done it in years which is great because like I couldn't be more proud to see her progress that she's taken mm. but um, for a long time it was it was really hard to see someone go through these kind of things and you know there's there's people who have OCD and Erin apparently I've spoken to her parents about some of these issues she's had um, you know they, they're aware of she was doing that to herself uh, even as a teenager or even as a little kid when she started to develop the habits. But most people become uh, the, like the number one habit of OCD people is um, they wash their hands so much from uh, a from germophobia. Um, or germopho I don't know what the actual name of the phobia is, but being a germaphobe. And they would they wash their hands until their hands start bleeding. And Erin doesn't do that, but apparently she used to do it as a kid. And so it's just kind of like really, you know, the bed sheet's just one side of it. That's just like a trigger moment for it. Yeah. It's it's with everything, and it's all the time. But she's just constantly thinking and obsessing over minuscule details that, when they're not set a certain way, it, she goes into a full hyperventilating panic attack and then when I found that my friend had the same thing you know I I kind of reached out to him like 
you know, I live with this now. Like I, I don't, I don't get it because I'm not experiencing it, but I, I see it happening and I've come up with ways to try and help Aaron to calm down. So if you need to talk about it, talk about it with me. And that's kind of when I started shifting from not just being a supportive boyfriend and started like reaching out to other people to be like, I've, I've dealt with this kind of thing. If you need support, you know, let me know because yeah. I can try and give you advice. I can try and calm you down. Like I can try and do something. And we have had plenty of chats like that, um, that particular friend and I. So it's, it's just really unique scenarios that I didn't expect that I'd be putting myself in. Like when I was studying at university, I didn't exactly expect to be up at like four in the morning at some days, like ev well, every night just to try and calm my girlfriend down because she was going into these states. Uh, but, you know, eventually we've started going on to like, she's getting therapy. She's on antidepressants or well, they put her on a very high dosage now. And, it's it's better but you know that was just one th element of her whole spectral of mental health issues that she has you know on top of the anxiety on top of um you know the ptsd that she has ptsd comes from um the you know sexual assault that happened before i met her wow so it was uh and that's one that she's still dealing with she has night terrors nearly every night so on top of just trying to support her other anxiety and OCD, I also still get woken up at like three in the morning because she starts screaming in the middle of the night. And I'm like, all right, calm down. And my biggest fear is my neighbors are going to hear and call the police one day and we're going to be half asleep and the cops are going to barge through my door because they're hearing someone scream. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> but, I, you know, I have to do the whole... Calm down. It's just a dream, you know. Try, try and wake up and realize that you're okay and you're safe, and then go back to sleep. And um, you know, so it's just, it's very hard to just constantly be doing these things. But you know, I'm, I'm used to it. It's not. It, it feels weird to say like it's hard for me to have to do it because, you know, if, if it's hard for me, imagine what my wife's going through. She does it every day. She does it 24 hours a day, but she's got OCD and then she sleeps and she's the one experiencing the night terrors. And I'm, I'm not a stranger to night terrors. I, um, for a long time, we, we briefly mentioned it last podcast yeah. that I'm somnophobic. And that's because when I was a teenager, I started having sleep paralysis and night terrors um, around that. And to the point where I just hated going to sleep. And I, I would be up on the computer until... God knows what hour. And I always remember my dad coming out at like one in the morning being like, you've got school, go to sleep. <laughs> and I'm like, all right. And I'd go back up to my bed and I just wouldn't sleep. And I got used to it. But I dealt with it by, you know, getting heavily addicted to caffeine, which I think was even making my night terrors worse because I was having such a high dosage of caffeine. I was having probably a liter and a half of energy drinks a day at that point. Um, just because, you know, it was a kick. It was a way for me to kind of stay awake because I was tired all the time. And now I'm still tired all the time, but now it's not so much like because of myself. It's because I'm trying to support someone who's going through 
something else. And she is getting better. Maybe her night terrors aren't every night, but they're still frequently um, occurring. But, you know, it just, it just becomes, it becomes a lot. <laughs> and that's all stuff that, you know, I was supposed to bring up last stream. That's not even taking into consideration all the things that have happened since our last podcast. Right, okay. So that was just kind of like a, yeah, that's, that's the kind of stuff I support. Yeah, so a bit more detail, explanation into kind of everything that we've covered off last time. It's, um, wow, it sounds very, there's a lot in, there's a lot for both of you, um, being the support role, but also having, um, Aaron dealing with these constant, as you say, 24 hour battle in most with herself trying to get through the, the OCD and the and the PTSD is it. Uh, I can't imagine how difficult that is for both of you. Yeah, it was. Um, it it's kind of strange. Like I I was talking to Aaron about. I was gonna come back on the podcast and we were gonna talk about it a bit more, and she asked me what I was gonna talk about, and I mentioned all the things that I haven't brought up yet, but um, I also talked about how. You know, I wanted to mention her OCD and the symptoms of it. And I wanted to mention how she used to be. Her OCD is much more manageable these days. But she gets in, she still gets into panic attacks uh, with certain things. And, I, you know, I mentioned that she used to completely punch herself. And she was like, oh... Is that something worth talking about? And I'm like, well, yeah, it's an element of self-harm. And she never thought of it that way. She never thought that it was self-harm. And I'm like, I, I've never had to battle with mental health issues personally. So for me, I, I don't even have that option. I can't, I can't punch myself randomly, but there's like an instinct there like you can't do this to yourself like your brain will lower the impact of it because it knows that you're about to do it to yourself there's just some sort of reaction there yeah um you would have to really concentrate to do it but Erin doesn't have that she just you know her reaction is to you know if i if i hit myself i stop thinking about it and i'm like that's that's not a standard thing you know that's something that is completely brought on from your mental health and that's worth talking about um and you know she kind of just sat back we were in the car and she just went quiet for a bit and she's like i've, I've never thought of it that way well <laughs> yeah that's that's how it is you know which is why i'm so proud because i th i thinking back i think she's done it once in the last 12 months and um you know, to, to see like it went from nearly a nightly occurrence that I had to actively be prepared to prevent versus like now I don't have to constantly be, you know, watching her when she's making the bed or when she's, you know, getting prepared to put her shoes on and, and walk outside and all that kind of thing. I don't have to constantly do that because I know she won't do it. If she's really bad, it's generally because she's missed her meds. And that's when I'm like, all right, you've missed your meds three days ago. We got to prepare. That's going to come up one of these days. We're going <laughs> to, I've got to be ready to deal with, you know, potentially dealing 
you having a panic attack or something so um you know it there's always like a preparation for it and she still hasn't gotten that bad so it, it yeah nothing makes me more proud realizing how strong she's well how much stronger she is now yeah because um, she really wasn't like that years ago so yeah it's great to hear there's been a lot of lot of progress um i'm assuming that's a combination of therapy and medication and also your uh how you've been able to um i guess improve your support role as well has there has mm. there been any kind of negative effects from um maybe specifically the medication um not that we've easily identified um she's on a very high dosage though it's uh i believe the drug's called fluoxetine um and she's on 80 milligrams which in australia is cannot be prescribed by a general practitioner it has to be a psychiatrist um and but once she's had that prescription approved she can go to any gp and then they can pull up her record and verify it she gets a lot of uh pushback from doctors if her regular doctor's not available and she's like oh i didn't realize i was nearly out i need to get a script today or i'm not going to have medication you know tonight um or tomorrow she uh so she books the doctor um and whoever's available sometimes they just get really aggressive with her um to you know they think that she's just trying to get extra drugs they think that you know she's just completely wrong and she's on an unhealthy track because she's taking too much than she's supposed to and some have flat out refused to give her the dosage that she's been prescribed until they call um like the governing body to verify her medical record or they call the psychiatrist directly and they're like oh okay then but the way they talk to her has been really upsetting to hear wow so yeah i mean it's, it's, yeah, it's, in, in, in regards to like uh symptoms or um side effects not not that we've easily been able to spot um but she's she's also unwell with many other things which was what i was going to talk about probably next (laughs) okay um it's sometimes hard to hard to tell okay yeah so that that's kind of like the 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 long-term um mental illness i guess that that erin's been dealing with and you've having you've had to support over the over the years so it's obviously been some things that have come up recently yeah so um i'll i'll also point out that the the antidepressants aren't just for her ocd it is just for general anxiety um which is another battle that she's she's had you know it was i think it was 2017 or 2018 she she hadn't attempted to take her own life but she was very close um she eventually told me like, you know, I, I wrote a letter to, she wrote her goodbye letter. And um, that was a very hard conversation to have because it was kind of like, you know, I, I knew things were bad, but you don't realize just how bad they are. And um, 
it's it's always an interesting topic to talk about with her when it comes to other people um and i think this was it, it might have been like late 2017 or early 2018 because it, it was around the time um chester bennington had um committed suicide mm-hmm. um because there was a lot of conversations around it then just generally and she always had an interesting take because people will always mention um you know i feel bad for his kids or i feel bad for you know his his family who he's left behind and then aaron would always respond to that with i feel bad for him because imagine having all that around you and thinking but that was still the only way that was the only way out yeah so she yeah she always had a very interesting perspective of it and then it you know it turned out it was because she was going through that same thought process where we were engaged we had dogs you know at that point i think she was i think she was working if not she had she was at least doing uber eats so she had a way of making money she was making music and you know, things should have been on the up, but for her, they weren't. So, it, yeah, it was a very strange time. And I'm glad that she got better because that was when, I think that was when she started getting therapy and not just um, antidepressants. It was like she started regularly going to, febri- um, to therapy and they started bringing up all these other things and methods to get better and... Um, at that point, she kind of found her place with um, her spiritual beliefs as well, which uh, is Wiccan. So she's very much, um, it's a form of uh, pagan belief. So she's very much about crystals and spirits and the moon and everything. It's awesome. um, And so she's taken a huge grasp of that. She was always kind of that, but I think at that point, it really solidified in her life. Um, and it was good to see that she found something that she could keep going back to. So yeah, that's great. How, I, yeah. I wonder <laughs> since since that since that moment that she um, she told you about the letter, have you have you guys had more of an open dialogue when it comes to um, what she's going through and what you, potentially what you're going through as well? Is it is it opened up that? to create more of an honest conversation when you guys are feeling bad? Yeah, yeah. I think I think she's actually more open to talk about it than I am. Um, so, which, which is good, you know. For me, it's more like, you know, you're the person I'm supporting, so I can't look weak to you kind of mentality, but I know that I get sometimes, but I have... I obviously do talk to her, you know, there's nothing that I keep secret. And when I am feeling bad, she knows about it. But there's always like, I'll talk about it retrospectively rather than in that exact moment because I just don't know how to talk about it. And I, and there's been times where we're both not feeling our best. And then it's like, well, I'm the one that has to pretend to feel better because I need you to feel better. So I'll, I'll wait. I'll have my mental breakdown tomorrow and we'll be fine. <laughs> like so right but yeah we we do we do talk and i'm getting better at it um she's wonderful now so she can just easily talk about it she can just let me know she's not having a good day she'll send me a message saying she's having a bad day if i'm out or something like that so 
we can easily talk about it whereas i i'm now finding it harder to talk about so okay do you still have that you still have that release through your music um i do but lately it's kind of been strange so to to kind of talk about the new things going on a bit more um i haven't just I haven't felt creative and I haven't felt entertaining recently to the point where I pretty much completely shut off at times, um, which really, you know, bummed me out because my best releases um, have been, well, in the last, like, I think eight or nine months now has been on stream. You know, I, I love being on stream. I love people jumping in. I love people talking to me. Um, and so that was always like... I felt worse if I didn't stream, which is what the whole approach was last time where it was like, no, this is, that, that's my way of dealing with everything is by streaming. Cause I'm able to, it's my form of escapism, but lately it's just like, it got too hectic in, uh, outside of that persona that even if I wanted to stream, I just don't think that I could hold myself properly I, I don't think i could talk to people in a way that would be positive um i just haven't felt myself and it's and then that leads to more downtime because i'm just like oh you know I, i'm not streaming as much as i want to be streaming and you know that's going to be upsetting for me and music's just taken just as much of a toll for that as well because you know i've got music there but i just need to set time to work on and then it's like i just haven't wanted to um, so there's a, there's a few things that are going on. So this is my way of, uh, transitioning to the new stuff. Mm. Um, I'll, I'll start with talking about Erin a little bit more. Um, she's requiring some surgery. It's the second time she'd be getting the surgery, uh, for endometriosis, um, which, if you're unfamiliar with it, is a uh, condition to do with um, women's reproductive systems. Um, and it's led to the point where, you know, Erin can't move properly without feeling sick. She can't stand up for like more than two hours without pretty much being like, I'm, I'm in too much pain, I need to sit down. And the process is going forward. Last time it, there was like, I think she waited for about eight months before surgery because we're on public health and um, that was the waiting list. I think it's going to be longer this time um, just because public health systems are completely backed up um, in the last year. It's just been crazy. So we're expecting a longer wait, but she's much worse now. And it's kind of scary because it's been two years since her surgery and you know we kind of always there's a weird thing where we'll go to a family gathering or something and you start to get those conversations because we got married uh you know nearly two years ago and straight away people are like so when are you having kids yeah. kind of deal like that conversation just started and you know with my family i i always said that you know one day i wanted to have kids it's looking less and less likely that that's going to be an option. Uh, we were kind of told when she had the surgery last time that, you know, we need to 
it it, it should be sooner rather than later or we're not going to get the option to and it's been two years and she needs the surgery again so we're kind of dreading after that what that conversation is going to be because we might be waiting for another year and we were told to hurry up two years ago so it might be three years and since that conversation so where are we going to be at now um and you know we're aware there's other options like there's um you know there's ivf and adoption like there's there's ways we'll be able to get around it in future if we do decide to have a family it was just kind of it's hard to take that information yeah and then on top of that she's just unwell and i hate seeing my wife unwell so that's the other side of it and that's it you know we could speed it up by paying for the surgery but it's just money we don't have so that's that's an that's another thing that's that started um but the next thing will probably be because of the conversation money we don't have lately uh what i'm really struggling to deal with personally is with erin not working she's doing uber eats again when you know when she's having a well enough day to work she goes out and she makes a bit of money now but we've we've been circling the drain financially for a long time like i'm thinking 20 it, it, this actually started i think in um in 2017 when we weren't living together i was living with um a, a few of my friends who some of them were studying some of them were working um just a little share house and at that point erin was living with someone but at the start of 2017 her friend moved out and that was okay for a couple of uh, a couple of months, but then her fridge faulted, and she got an electricity bill for like eight hundred bucks, and um, she wasn't working, and so she couldn't afford this bill. So here I come as the you know knight in shining armor. I'll pay the bill, and for me to do that, I had to pay on my credit card, and then my own electricity bill came in, and then that was higher than what we thought it would be. And then from there, I just started like battling with my credit card. And it's just like, we're at a point where we're not breaking even, we're just drowning in debt. So that's been one of the big things that we've been dealing with lately. Yeah, man. Uh, and I've, I've spoken about that in, hold on, I have some water. Um, on the music I released last year, that's on Spotify and everything. Uh, one of the songs is the song red and that song is the, the word red is in regards to when you look at your bank statement, there's so much, how much green that you've had over a month and how much red you've had over a month mm -hmm. and my red bar was always bigger. Um, and that song specifically just, I think, talked about my lowest point where I think the second verse talks about um, a very specific day when I went to work and I live an hour out, out from the city, like an hour on the train. And I went to work and I couldn't afford the train to get home. And so I just... I was sitting at the train station just calling people, be like, 
can I just borrow 20 bucks? Like, just so I can get home, get some fuel in the car, see if I can work from home tomorrow. Mm. And yeah, it, it's just been an ongoing battle. Man, that's tough. I mean, I've, I've been in that situation before, but I would say it's, it was when I didn't have people depending on me. So I appreciate like it. Yeah. And then as it's, as it builds up and up and up, you're kind of feeling like, where's the way out? And, Mm. um, yeah, I appreciate it. it must feel very difficult, dude. Um, I'm really sorry to hear about this. But I feel yeah, like yeah. The, where, the, um, where there's a will, there's a way. We'll, we'll get you out of it. it it's actually been great. Um, a, a few things have kind of helped me through this. Uh, one of them, well, I would say the main one would be um, I have a very supportive boss. So, and he always checks in on me, make sure that I'm doing okay. And, um, that would be like the first, you know, like, you know, if there's anything to look at positively, it would be that I have people supporting me. Um, and then, you know, obviously there's my parents and my friends and everyone who's aware of my scenario that's been able to help. Um, I, I briefly told you uh, last month there was a there was an issue with one of my with one of my pets, mm. um, uh, but I didn't give you any details. But that was um, Twitch saved the day actually. Um, so I uh, m- my little poodle um, she went into the vet to get um, just a standard procedure, um, but it was with her teeth she was just getting like a dental clean to make sure that she didn't get any disease. Uh, but obviously with dogs, you know, you can't touch their teeth or they try and, you know, bite the vet. So they sedate them before the process. And, um, turns out my dog's allergic to the anesthetic. Um, she's been sedated before. Uh, it just happens to be this time she reacted. Uh, so it was, it was a very scary night because, not only was I like, you know, I, I put in the budget for my dog to have this procedure done. What I didn't put in the, uh, in the budget was, you know, the nights of monitoring at a, at a emergency hospital, um, that was required because she didn't just have like an allergic reaction. She went into like a full seizure. The vet had never seen it before where, a, where one of her dogs that she was treating, uh, went into a seizure coming out of anesthetic. And so um, she started the seizure and then they realized that she wasn't breathing. So they went to give her oxygen and it was because her throat was swollen. Um, and, you know, getting that phone call, we were distraught because, you know, not only was it delayed, we were told that, you know, she's not okay. Um, she's breathing at the moment, but they can't guarantee it because that she's just reacted really badly. They sedated her again. So they were able to kind of stop her from seizuring. And then they had to give her medication and hopefully that she would come out of it without seizuring the, the second time. 
And then they were like, uh, you know, if, if she's not breathing when she comes out of it, um, she's going to have to go to the emergency hospital in an ambulance. And obviously for vets, that's not a public funding thing. That's a private funding thing. So I would have to pay an ambulance fee for that. So I was like, okay, mm. so I'm already looking at for 400 bucks. How much is the ambulance going to be? It's going to be 150 bucks on top of that. So I'm like, okay, so I'm at 550 bucks now. And then the night of hospital was like 600 bucks. <laughs> it's like, okay, so I'm at about over $1,000 now that I just don't have. And then um, just randomly, I received a, a, a random, very large donation on Twitch. And I'm not someone who will ever ask for money. So it was just kind of like a shock um, to just receive just this random donation this anonymous donation of generosity and it just pulled through and got me through that month so that was huge and i'm forever grateful to that well it wasn't just one person there was a few people that just randomly donated um anonymously on twitch and i'll be forever grateful for that because yeah sure i was able to pay for my vet's bills but I wasn't sure I was going to see the month out and there, there was Twitch just randomly breaking through. So yeah, it was, it was re I was so grateful. I'll forever be grateful for that. Yeah. That's one of the great things about Twitch, isn't it? And I think it just goes to show the, the impact that you've had on those people's lives because people don't realize it, but as a small streamer, you, you don't really get anything from Twitch. Apart from perhaps that's, that's Macy shouting her thank you at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear, but hey, Macy. <laughs> I mean, yeah, financially, small small streamers don't get anything from from Twitch. Um, but at the same time, we do put in a lot of time and a lot of energy. And whilst we do get yeah. back like um, positivity in a sense of for for you, it, it helps your mental health. And for others, it helps kind of like, yeah, bring some, some light into their life. But yeah, we don't, we don't earn money, um, from, from doing this, no, but it's great. No, not at all. <laughs> but it's, but it's great to see people like when you are in need that they will, they will kind of come through because you have had that impact on them and they, they, they recognize and appreciate everything that you, that you do, um, in your community. So that's a that's a nice story and um yeah i um I, i'll i'll never forget that that moment but i saw that cuz it was i had never expected to have any kind of you know income from doing this i just wanted to you know kind of make some online content for people and then that specific month it just kind of came through when I needed it. So, and now, and now because I've told people that, um, you know, they always talk about like, Oh, maybe you'll have another month like that. <laughs> you know, like maybe, maybe, maybe tomorrow you'll receive some massive donations. And I'm like, it really doesn't matter if I do or not. That was, it was just was there when I needed it the most. So, um, that's not why I do it. I do it cause I love it. Mm. And, um, the commitments there, you know, obviously people, are there in my community and they're committing to the community by just showing up and the least I can do is kind of make sure that I'm there as well. So 
but you know at the same time everyone's got to respectfully have their space and lately i've needed it as well um so to talk about another thing because <laughs> we're not we're not even at the uh at the big one yet okay um <laughs> uh so my my father-in-law um has mnd um or als as the, its other name and if you're not familiar with it i think it's motor neurals motor neural disease i think okay um, MND. Uh, it's the it's the disease that Stephen Hawking's famous for having. Yeah, motor neuron disease. Yeah, yeah. so it affects the nerves um, between your brain and your muscles to the point where your muscles slowly die off one by one. Um, and it's a terminal thing. There's there's no cure for it. Um, and we we found out a little while ago, um, but. You, you see the progress of it and it really does take a toll and especially on Aaron because you know it's a dad so that's that's the big one at the moment you know there there are just days where you know everyone's able to smile at each other and everything but for me you know I've I've lost friends to terminal illness before um, one of my, my friends from when I was a teenager, I met him when I was 15. He was 19. He was someone I worked with. He, uh, he had skin cancer that he lost the battle to in, in 2016. And so I've, I've kind of watched terminal illness before, you know, my grandfather had it, um, as well. And I'm not a stranger to it but it doesn't make it any easier to see no. it again. Um, Aaron, Aaron wasn't, I'm not sure if she's had, she's, she's definitely lost plenty of people in her life. She's had, you know, grandparents. She had a friend die in a car accident. Um, so this, it, it's just also something that, you know, she's been around, but I think this is the first time she's been so, close to someone that's going through something terminally so it's taken a lot on her and you know we weren't in great mental state before all this and you know just to have that added on top is just like how we supposed to cope kind of deal yeah so i'm really sorry yeah, to hear that and that that's been the main one for why we haven't been well why i haven't been streaming it's just kind of there's just days where you're going through all all of these things combined and recently just they they just started to show a lot more and so i'm starting to show a lot more and i'm just making sure that you know i'm there for the the happier the positive things um but yeah taking care of myself first which is you know the main thing i took away from our last chat so making sure that even though i tr i want to be there i got i got to make sure that i'm in a state where i can be there so 
Uh, and it's, it sounds like you're yeah. you're just i mean you're i can see you're very emotional right now and it, it sounds like you're you're struggling to be able to take care of yourself right now because the things you normally lean on the streaming and the the the, the music is something that you just don't have the the um i don't know the, the ability to to do right now because the emotional the the emotional toll that's that's been placed on you from all these different things are just piling up so how how are you able how are you able to kind of put yourself first right now uh well my main thing is trying just my senses of uh escapism really uh you know i've still got I've still got my season membership for for football, mm. so that season's ending. I've got my last game that I can go to this weekend. Um, so there's that, and um, the other thing really that I've been able to focus on is uh, my Dungeons and Dragons games, mm. actually, <laughs> uh, which I do on stream. Um, I do with a few other streamers and um, some of uh, my mods and also just like not mods sorry subs um and it's like a selected group of people who you know i've spoken to over twitch i've met through twitch most of them two of them i've known my like my whole life but everyone else i met through twitch and it was just kind of cool because for me it's a way for me to do creative writing and a complete sense of escapism where I'm just focusing on like a fantasy world that I'm building and storytelling and trying to give other people an adventure that they can also take out of their their minds. One of my players um, sent me a message just to say, you know, like D&D on Saturday is the thing that's keeping her going because she's having a really rough week and it's the one thing she gets to look forward to and um and so for me it's that that made me feel good because that meant that you know something that i was putting a lot of effort and work into really meant something to someone else so that you know that's been my main way of distracting myself and then on top of that obviously just spending time with my family spending time with aaron even if it's just you know let's just watch a movie and have the dogs on our laps or something let's just do that and chill out from for a night because i'm not feeling like streaming tonight so aaron and i will spend some time together so you know that's that's the main things um i've been seeing my family a lot recently particularly my parents have been around a fair bit um and aaron's parents have moved closer so the opportunities there where i can start to move that was another thing that was very heavy for her was um you know the reason they moved was because of her dad's mnd and so she's recently you know said goodbye to the house she grew up in and um he he was a uh, a national park um ranger mm. uh that lived um in a place called uh well it's it's the bunyan mountain range uh well bunyan mountains are a part of um just in in rural australia there's um there's a couple of them and and she they were on top of the mountain i feel like i'm describing the mountains wrong but they they lived on top of this mountain so completely remote wow um and 
you know, there's just like a couple of houses and a general store and then a, like it's a tourist location. So there's, you know, a couple of restaurants, but that was it. You know, she used to take a bus that was about 45 minutes into town to go to school and things like that. So they were out there and, um, and yeah, so despite her growing up remote away from her friends, this specific place that was so quiet and full of nature was so important to her. And for Erin, she kind of feels like it's been taken away more than, you know, it's it's not her parents are retiring and deciding to move. She she sees it as they didn't want this kind of deal. So it's been a very emotional few days for her. They I think they put the gave the keys back on the weekend, like this previous weekend she was up on saturday so yeah it's um that's also just been another thing that she's been dealing with and so it's um i forget how we got here <laughs> how we got to this conversation but yeah, yeah but, um, but a seeing that, family that was yeah. my outlet there we go <laughs> yeah this kind of reminded me of yet another thing <laughs> but it does mean our parents are moving closer you said yeah yeah and and that's good it means we get to see them a bit more um so which i haven't seen this new house yet so i'm very excited my dog saw it before me actually erin <laughs> uh, went up and took them and they got to uh, explore the yard and everything so my dogs had a little holiday but i hopefully will be going to see this house very soon and um spend some time with them yeah i think that's that sounds nice is um just just because I I love going out in nature. I don't really get it much here in Berlin. But is that some also an escape for kind of you and Aaron as well? To like, do you have that where you're living right now? Is that something you're missing, or is that something you still get to enjoy? I think it's missing. We're we're hoping that um when the lease here is done, we're gonna move back because I don't live in Brisbane. Um, I live uh in the southern city from like neighboring city of the gold coast but i'm right between them if i was any further north i would be in the brisbane metropolis so like if i was one sub suburb north i'm very close to it and so we're kind of just in this weird middle ground where we're 30 minutes drive from just the closest thing that we want to get to and then all the national parks that we could probably go to are all like I don't like going to national parks without my dogs. Well, I don't like going for uh, nature walks, I should say. National parks in general, you're not allowed to have your dogs there. Um, and all the ones around us, there's no like pet-friendly tracks or anything. So it's just kind of going outside to the suburban life and going for walks through parks and stuff. But that's that's not what we enjoy. We enjoy going completely remote, going... Mm. You know, as you say in Australia, going out bush essentially. Mm -hmm. So, uh, uh, in Bri in Brisbane, there's um, there's Mount Kuta, um, and that's like a walk you can take your dogs on and get a view of the city. But it's a full like forest walk on the way up the mountain and everything. So, um, when we were living in Brisbane, I was going up that like every weekend, and we just haven't been doing anything like that while we've been living down here. So I think it's kind of something that we do use as a release, but we haven't recently and we're kind of missing it. 
But we've also been very busy just on the weekends because Erin's constantly going up to her parents' old house to help them pack and help them move. And um, I was helping my parents. Um, well, I was just seeing my parents and helping them out with where I can um, as well. So it's just kind of like we haven't given ourselves the time for that little release. Yeah, well, hopefully you can you can find some some time soon because it sounds like that would be something that really be nice for 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 all of you. Sorry, my dog's barking again. I don't think she knows what she's barking at. <laughs> I can't actually hear hear um, the barking, so, but it's probably distracting. It's you. very interesting because um because one of my dogs, uh, his breed can't bark. He, um, he's a Basenji and they can only howl oh. um, or what's described as a yodel and he doesn't do it unless he hears a siren or he's very very excited um, which is typically when like one of my friends will come over he always howls for him um, and then yeah sirens otherwise I don't hear him he's silent our neighbours actually didn't know we had two dogs <laughs> can you hear that uh uh-uh. wow okay because oh, she's barking I, like crazy oh i think i know what it is i think um you've got um something on your mic where it turns uh, i can only yeah i think, up I think it... i've got um i think i've got echo cancellation on um but yeah so um macy please <laughs> i'm recording a podcast here macy but yeah uh, yeah she barks to make up for him not being able to bark so <laughs> but it's good all my neighbors also have dogs and they all bark and they all i've spoken to all my neighbors and no one can tell whose dog is the one that starts the barking chain like <laughs> it's just kind of like they all just bark at each other and the neighbors directly behind me actually said they prefer having dogs bark because dogs barking means that you know the neighborhood's under control kind of deal because all the dogs are letting you know when something's not supposed to be there um so yeah my neighbors have been really good with it but yeah she's got a very high pitch bark that's kind of echoing throughout my house at the moment <laughs> well dude um... uh, but yeah that's that's kind of all that's been going on so I, I wanted to let you know and i wanted to let the rest of my community know that if there is time that I'm spending away from Twitch, it's because I've, it's a day that I've allocated to myself um, or to my wife specifically. And it's just, sometimes it'll be very sudden. Sometimes I just can't handle, I, I just don't think I could be social on a specific day after just having a down day. And so I just suddenly will be like, there's no stream tonight. And these are the reasons why it's just so I can focus on myself. Um, but I, I do need to get back on it because it's bumming me out that I'm not streaming as much. You know, there was a, a while ago I was having hundreds of hours in a month, you know, on, on stream. And then, uh, and then lately I don't think I've been hitting that. So which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but you know, it was a statistic that I was very proud of for all for a while and to see it kind of slip is a little bit of a bummer but um i will say that i've i've been feeling better in the last like 
week or so um just genuinely positive i received a message from one of my viewers today um that uh, i'll actually pull it up because it made my day it really did it was just a random like message they didn't need to send it to me or anything macy please <laughs> I can hear Macy now when you're talking. I'm, I'm, oh, not, sure. Okay. I'm not sure how you kept your composure through that whole uh, dialogue. Uh, you, there, should but... have, you should have said something. I would have, uh, no, no, no. It's good. It's good. It's good. I think, I think Aaron's actually come home and she's barking at Aaron out in the car, not coming inside. Macy. Come here. Come here. Oh, what did I say? I can say it all again without the bar. No, 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 no. It's all good. It was, it was clear. We just got random like dog noises. Yeah. <laughs> so, you, so you had a message from um, a viewer. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, the message. It said, uh, "Just here to say you are the most talented and hard-working person I know, and I appreciate you." That's all the message said, and I was just like, that came out of nowhere just a random spark of positivity made my day it really did i was yeah. so happy <laughs> i mean it's something i mentioned on the last episode of the um, when we spoke before that you you're very hard working and you mentioned that you you stream every day or you don't like to miss a day or something like that and then yeah you've just mentioned before that you've kind of that that run of hours of streaming has kind of been broken due to your current situation but that is completely fine dude everyone needs a break every now and then especially if you're going through a lot so don't let that weigh on your mind um everyone will be here waiting when you do get back when you are in a good space and um i think this this is this is a great way of you kind of sharing with everyone what's going on and everyone will completely understand like it's a tough moment for you so we're here for you yeah well i uh i just want to say um well thank you for everyone who's has shown that kind of patience i was i was scared to you know take time off twitch and then come back because you don't you don't think anyone's going to be waiting for you when you get back and um even though for me, you know, maybe it was only, I think there was a, a, a full week I didn't stream. Um, and then, you know, coming back, I was just like, oh, there's, there's the same names. Like they're, they're still here. Um, so it is, it is good to, even though I have a small community, I'd have a very supportive community and it's really heartwarming to see. And, um, I think I'm now at a point where I'll probably be back um, to doing nearly every day. Um, I just needed, you know, there was just some time there where I just didn't think that I was going to be able to do it. But I think that talking about it more, because I've made sure when people ask me to let them know, you know, this is, this is what's going on. Um, and it all stems back from that conversation we had last time there's that organization that australian government pushes called are you okay make sure that people look it up uh it it really teaches you how to have conversations and you know for me it was um 
one of my friends who is a streamer as well, uh, Virality, he, um, him and I have the season tickets to the Brisbane Raw games in the A-League. And we, we take a car trip uh, from time to time together. We'll carpool to the game. And, you know, he just turned the music down and was just like, what's going on? Like, you, you vent. Here's your opportunity to vent to me. And, you know, it's just, it's just things like that. I just have very supportive people around me and I've been able to just talk about it more and make the point that I'm also honest to everybody that I'm, when I'm not okay, I'm not going to sugarcoat it and say, oh yeah, I've been doing well. Like I haven't been, but I'm doing the best I can. Yeah. And right now I, I think that I'm okay. And when I'm streaming, it's because I, I want to be okay and I want to have that moment with people that, you know, results in those messages where people say that, you know, that was the highlight of my day because that's what makes me feel better. So, yeah, I'm very grateful for the people that I have around me on and off Twitch. Yeah, and we're, we're very grateful for, for you and for sharing your your story and everything you're going through you didn't you didn't need to do it and um a lot of people would just keep it to their close circle of family and friends but um we could i can see that me like the community that you built on twitch means a lot to you and you want to be open you want to be honest you want to you want to let everyone know what's going on and and i think yeah we we I definitely appreciate that. So thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for sharing and um, being so, so honest. Well, thank you for giving me the, uh, the platform to appropriately talk about these kind of things. So I wasn't sure how I could do it um, on my own Twitch. Like I could do it, but I just felt like this was the best place for it. And yeah, I'm I'm very grateful for our chat that we had last time because it kind of made me think about, you know, it wasn't just me talking about um, myself. It was me talking about where everything was in, around me and then you kind of put it in the perspective where you you even told me at the end of the last podcast, like one day this, this might all start to collapse on you. And you need to make sure that you're ready for it and you need to take care of yourself. And then sure enough, it started to. And I thought about it and I made sure that I had that that mindset where I, I take care of myself to make sure that I can continue to do what I do. So I'm grateful for this podcast, man. It's, it's good. Though I will call you out for one thing while we're you know at the end of this podcast I, I I was like, you know what? I'm going to listen to more of your podcasts. And I, I went and I listened to you recording the Owls episode. I knew this and was it coming. Starts off, I, it starts off with you saying, you know, last week I was talking to El Farco. Do you know him? And he didn't know me. And you were like, oh, well, maybe I'll introduce you to. And I know you record these in advance. And then I didn't hear it till it was on Spotify, which meant it had been about four weeks. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, how am I only hearing about this guy from the podcast when you say that you're going to introduce us? <laughs> I've got a bad memory. 
it was a very it was a very weird moment to have someone like be introduced to you on a different platform like i found out that this person was supposed to meet me from a podcast that was recorded in advance <laughs> it was very strange <laughs> I immediately went onto Twitter to just kind of tweet at him to be like, "Hey, buddy, what's going on? Apparently, we're supposed to have met." <laughs> I did. I I saw the tweet. I saw it as it came out. I think I replied to it. So yeah, yeah. and uh, I, yeah, you did. Uh, yeah. It, the whole thing was just very funny. I just had a good <laughs> laugh about it all. It was just a very strange moment, you know. I was listening to a podcast, mowing my lawn, and suddenly, like, I'm hearing about this conversation about me. Like it was just a very strange scenario to be in. No, it was, no, it was yeah, funny no, because there was a lot of similarities between between you two guys. I feel like as well, um, which just like made me feel like there, there there's an opportunity to connect the two. But <laughs> I forgot to do the connecting. Um, but it worked yeah. out in the end, I think. I think you, it you worked did. out. Look, <laughs> you're still responsible for that connection. It <laughs> yeah. just. There was a big delay on it. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I'm very grateful, man. Thank you for having me again on the podcast. Um, I think I'm talked out there. <laughs> how, long did, how long did we go for? This is uh, just over an hour. So it's... Um, wow, that flew by. Flew by. Yeah, thank you so much. I'll, um, I'll be adding kind of um, links to your Twitch and any other socials in the description so everyone can find mr el farco as i as i um expressed everyone's favorite aussie dad streamer musician crass band coot nerd anything else to add to that <laughs> uh dungeons and dragons enthusiasts. oh yes yes dnd brisbane raw fanatic uh spire the dragon speedrunner uh yeah, that no, that's it. <laughs> and all round great guy. I think that uh, you've taken a role in life, which is to help people. I feel like, and that's not only your your wife, but as you expressed before, um, friends who are going through similar things, and there's a uh, there's something really. Not everyone finds their purpose, but if maybe this is your purpose to help people, and that's a great thing to have. Yeah, I I strive to. That would be all I would want is to make sure that other people get the best out of their lives, and if I can be a part of that, that's the best case scenario. Amazing. Thank you so much, dudes, and hopefully we do another one in the future as well. I'd love to continue having these chats. Yeah, well, uh, as the scenario changes, we'll we'll have another chat, and part three will emerge somehow. Great, thank you so much, dude. Cool. Thank you. Goodbye, listeners. Goodbye. Make good choices, and I'll see you soon. <laughs>